Hey everyone, it's October 7th, 2018. Welcome to the HSM Podcast. We are, we are once again recording live from the landing here in the lovely and enchanting uh, McGuanago, Wisconsin. We've got a great show for you today. I'm your host, Stephen Stahl, and joining us is youth pastor extraordinaire, Joey Bluell. Hello. <laughs> I wanted to be anti-climatic like that. Okay, it worked. Because last time I was lying. It was also a little creepy. Okay. But, um, one of our small group leaders, Tim Berkstead. Hey, what's happening? <laughs> You're so hip, Tim. Um, <laughs> and our very special guest student, Isaiah Berkstead. Hey, yo. Hey, you got applause. That's hey. awesome. Uh, hey, you guys have the same last name. Yeah. What are the chances of that, Joey? Yeah, it's kind of odd. Um, we'll, we'll get to know them a little bit better in a minute. So let's get started. Uh, so how's everybody doing? Um, how you doing? Pretty good. Good. That's it? That's all you got? I mean... Did you go to homecoming? Yeah. Yeah? How was that? Who'd you go with? Mackenzie. Oh! Oh! Mackenzie's in our audience! Yeah! yeah. Did you go to homecoming, Tim? Yeah, Tim. He <laughs> <laughs> stayed at home. I actually have never been to homecoming. Ooh! Oh, you're one of them. Hey. Do you just date Jesus? <laughs> I was either too cool for homecoming or too ugly to get a date. Oh, hey. stop. That's enough of that. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's begin this episode with some news, because I don't know where you get your news, but the only news that matters comes from this podcast. Uh, So it's time for You Heard It Here First. All right, Joey, uh, what you got? All right, so I have one written down right here, but I actually want to talk about something that happened with Donald Trump. I don't oh. know if you saw this or not. Oh. We're he was getting on his airplane. Oh. <laughs> and after going up all those stairs the entire time with all the cameras on him, he had a huge piece of toilet paper stuck to the bottom of his foot <laughs> as he climbed all the way up the stairs. So I, I want to ask you guys, have you ever had a piece of toilet paper stuck on your foot at any point ever? I certainly have. <laughs> certainly. <laughs> you scared me there for a second. <laughs> I once walked out of David Allen's with a, a little piece of toilet paper on my foot. That's a different story, different time. I've seen it happen a lot in airplanes because there's not a lot of room to move in an airplane bathroom. Mm, I don't poop on airplanes though, so. <laughs> That's nice to know. Nice I kind of forgot we're recording this. That was my. <laughs> Funny, that was my next question. Have you ever pooped on airplanes? No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. Okay. No, it's not the next oh, question. I usually go in the bathroom on there, not on the airplane. Okay. Itself, okay, well. <laughs> Um, that's hilarious, though, because you know everyone saw that. Everyone saw it. Everyone had their phone. That's their great. Phone. That is awesome. Um, okay, that's that's important news. I'm glad you told us that. Thank you. We needed to know. Tim, what do you have? Well, in other news, um, we all know that Amazon is taking over the world, right? Obviously. Amazon, yeah. Amazon. Um, well, did you know that they're also leading the way in colonizing the moon? I heard about this. This it's is true? absolutely true. What? Uh, their project is called Blue Origins that you can find out on blueorigin.com. Um, has already been through the f- many phases of testing, and they state that eventually people will have to leave this planet. So we're taking volunteers this evening to be the first ones. Now, is, this, is this actually real? Or this, is, this is 100% real. Uh, 100%. You can go to we're Blue starting a city on the moon? Well, 
you know eventually it's going to happen, right? No, what? It's in the future. On the moon. There's going to be there's going to be people moved to the moon. Can we vote? We, oh yeah. Raise your hand if you think that there's actually going to be okay. Someday. I mean, well, someday like 2000 years or someday like Well, but but think about it. Amazon's Amazon's going to be the first. They're on it. They're taking over the world. I don't think it's going to happen. They're like, okay, we'll take over the world. That was easy. Let's also take over the moon. Will that be free shipping? (laughs) (laughs) You can get... (laughs) All right. That's the news for today. I I know your your mind is blown, right? Uh, Remember, you heard it here first. All right. um, Let's get to know our guests a little bit better. It's time for Can We Be Friends? Can't we be friends? Is that- I'm leaving all of this in here this oh. time. This Uh-oh. is awesome. <laughs> Subscription just rates case. just went down. Yeah. So Isaiah, tell us who you are. Tell us where you're from. What do you do? What makes you so awesome? Uh, well, I'm Isaiah. I'm from Waterford. Yay! Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got two. You got a two. You got two fist bumps and uh, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, you know that's more than what I usually get. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, and then I do a lot of soccer and stuff like that. Yes! Very cool. Soccer? Thank you. Soccer love? Yeah. Um, Okay, so sitting beside you is your father. Oh, yeah. So I thought it would be fun if you gave us some juicy information about your dad that we don't know. What's something that you can tell us about Mr. Tim? Anything? I mean, well, I mean, well, well, maybe we will. You you do have to go home with him, but. No, I drove my own car. (laughs) Okay, then the the sky's So let's see what we got Um, here. Well, back in college, uh, he used to get paid money to, like, his roommates or anyone. (laughs) Okay, okay. just keep going, keep going. We're we're trusting you. It's a safe story. Okay, all right. People would pay him to uh, mix drinks of anything. So, like, you could mix any ingredients possible in a cup, and he would drink it for money. Such as? <laughs> like, eggs, mayonnaise, and like mustard, and stuff like that. Yeah. Wow, this sounds like a good podcast segment. I'm not surprised because I've seen him eat some pretty weird... Actually, so, moments before this, he just ate a chocolate chip cookie with oh, ketchup, that was yeah. disgu- that was mayonnaise, ranch dressing, Like, and right before we did yeah, this? Yeah, just right before this, he did. For money? Yes. No, well, just, no for just, just for fun. Okay. For just no. for deliciousness. He also chugged a quart of Chen's sweet and sour sauce. Yeah, it's pretty weird. A quart? Yeah, like a, a wow. quart. What's the most <laughs> money you ever made by drinking something weird? Five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, one time you drank a cup of toilet water. Three times. <laughs> you got five pots? No, I was free. <laughs> All right. Um, this segment has gone off the rails pretty, pretty uh, yeah, quickly. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, mad respects to Tim. Let's give Tim a hand for drinking weird things. <laughs> All right. So on a more serious note, I mean, because we have to transition somehow, um, Isaiah, I'd love yeah. to hear your perspective on being an only child. I know some of you out there might be only children. A lot of you have a lot of siblings, and there's definitely a lot of dynamics there. In fact, we've had several sibling things on the podcast in the past. But what I'd like to hear from you specifically is what is life like for a high schooler who's an only child? What are the benefits? What are the challenges? Um, I'd say the benefits are that my parents are always helping me out and 
they focus a lot of their time on me, considering I don't have any other siblings. So they help me out a lot. Um, the challenges are you don't have other people your age that like live with you that you can talk to or somebody that you kind of feel. You like rely on your friends a lot more than you do. Okay. Any uh, any any feedback? What's it? So wait, let me ask this. Yeah. Do you think you get a lot more spoiled around birthdays, there it is. holidays? There's the question. I mean, I mean, come on. from them? Of course. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I would assume so. I would assume <laughs> so. <laughs> He's been pulling a quick one on you. <laughs> I would say that he gets spoiled a little bit more because he also is the first grandchild in the family. Oh, okay. That's and true. So Way to pass the buck, Tim. It, and by, <laughs> it takes a lot of pressure off of us to have to spoil him because the grandparents would spoil him quite a bit as well. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Well, um, how many uh, only children in the audience? Raise your hands. Uh, I see. That is not true. Lie, lie, lie. Those are the you. Lie. There's zero other ones. Zero. You. Oh. Wendy. Well, there's no, there's a lie also. <laughs> Wendy. Really? How, how many liars do we have in the audience? There we go. That's that looks more real. Okay. Um. Well, thank you, Isaiah. You are awesome. You're an amazing human being. Let's be friends. Can we be friends? So uh, tonight we want to talk a bit about how we see others and how we tend to just put people in a category. So this is kind of a, like a very serious question and I really want to um, get Isaiah's input, but all of our input. Um, how we tend to, and, and let me know if you can relate to this, we might see somebody and put them in a category and immediately judge them based on what we see. Give me a head nod if, if you know, have you ever seen that or that's easy to happen, right? Um, you know, judging them and putting them in a category rather than actually getting to know them. And so, Isaiah, we really want to hear your perspective on this as a high school student, uh, but we can all join in the conversation. So, Isaiah, why do you think it's so easy for students to categorize? I think it's easy for everybody, first of all, but we're, we'll look at it from a student's perspective. Why is it so easy for students specifically to categorize others with no concern for whether or not it's accurate? Well, for like students in high school, they see a lot of these people all the time at school, and then they see like stuff on social media, and like compare them to that, and then the stereotypes that like other social networks have, kind of base it on that, and then group those people. Hmm. That kind of ideas, I guess. I don't know. I kind of feel like, at least for an adult, it might be a little bit different than a student. I can, if somebody walks in the room that I don't know. I can immediately put them in a category or in a box yeah. based on what they look like or who they're hanging out with or anything like that. So I don't know. I mean, when I was in high school, it was, <laughs> it was really easy because people really played the part yeah. for different categories. Uh, I don't know. Is that still how it is now for you guys in high school? Do people kind of fall into a certain clique or a certain group? Or I mean, I guess it depends on the high school, but most usually, yeah. It's yeah. still common. Well, I, I wrote down some thoughts also because... I, I was thinking about this thought for a while, how you know somebody could walk in uh, to our youth group or we can walk into a different group and we immediately put somebody in a box or in a category based on what they look like or, uh, or what they're wearing or how they act. Uh, my original thought was it's probably, and, and I'll get to it, it's probably not always a bad thing because I think that you know naturally, naturally we're drawn to different groups of people. Naturally, I hang out with a certain group of people. Naturally, you guys hang out with different groups of people. 
And I don't think that that's a bad thing. Uh, like people can put me in a box right away. I don't want to hear your thoughts on what box I'm in. But people can put me in a box right away, no matter what it might what it might be. But I think the problem is when isn't necessarily when we put people in a box. The problem is after that, when we put people in a box, and as a result, we tend to think because they're different, or because they're in a different box, or because they're the jocks, or the preps, or whatever they might be, that automatically means that we can't have a conversation with them, or that means that they're not like us, or we can't relate with them, um, or so they're just different than us, so we don't even give it a shot. So I wrote down some thoughts about this, and uh, actually I was looking in John chapter 4, and I wrote down one of the verses uh, where Jesus kind of turned this whole idea upside down, and I want to read that and ask a couple questions. Uh, in John chapter 4, um, it says, He had to go through Samaria on the way. Jesus, they're talking about. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon, a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. So reading this, I wrote down two different thoughts that I wanted to talk about. The first thing, the first point is Jesus was in a very surprising place, like in a different uh, location. And there's, there's a couple problems with this because the Jewish people and the Samaritan people were in huge conflict with one another. It was this huge racial thing going on between those two different groups of people, and Jesus was in their location. The second thing I wrote down was that he was talking or he started a conversation with a surprising person, with somebody that's in a totally separate box, somebody in a different category. Because besides the whole Jewish Samaritan difference, it was also you couldn't get caught in public talking, uh, a guy talking to a girl, especially if you were alone. So two things, he was in a surprising place and he was talking to a surprising person at the time. So when I first read this, it makes me think of how a new person coming into our youth group might feel in this situation. So looking at HSM and, and everyone that we have here, uh, do you think people you know who don't go to church would feel welcome in our group? And why? And this is up for anyone. That's a great question. Well, I'm gonna put a little plug in for my small group. Um, oh. Because my small group is for just that kind of person who has never been here before or has some questions about the, the group or the leaders or what we do here. Um, that's kind of what our small group is based on, is the newcomers that come in, that we give them a, a good chance to, first of all, begin to fit in, um, get some questions asked that maybe they'd be embarrassed to ask in front of a bunch of people that already know, maybe know the answer, so they can ask some questions that they may feel foolish or think they'd be sounding foolish in a large group of students that may have already been here for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, my initial thought, and I think about this all the time, leaders probably do too, is that when you walk into this room, it's probably super intimidating at first if you don't know anyone. Like if you've never been here and the music's on and everyone's in their own kind of group around the room. Um, so I'm always trying to come up with different ways that we can get uh, people to feel more comfortable. And that's something that we've always uh, worked on. But I wrote down one more thought and then uh, one more question after that. I wrote down that story goes on and that uh, the women didn't have a very good reputation. This woman didn't have a very good reputation. She's, she's been around, if you guys know what I mean. And so Jesus, he starts talking about the water in the well and talks about how water gives you life and then talks about how ultimate life comes from the Messiah. So there's something really cool about this. This is the first time ever that Jesus in the entire Bible says out loud with his mouth to anyone that he's the Messiah. And he's saying it to somebody that he just met that's totally different than him, that he probably shouldn't be hanging out with and in a different part 
uh, a different city that he should be in. So it's really cool that he opens up and starts this conversation, and the story goes on and it forever changes her life. But there's a lot we can talk about with this passage, but the point I want to make is that Jesus moved this woman out of a category and into a conversation. He didn't just see a different race or a different gender and then just walk the other way. He sat down, he had a conversation with her, and it forever changed her life and what he thought about her. So a relationship was created because he took her out of that box. And that's what I want to talk about today. So as followers of Jesus, this is a question for anyone here, but at the table, as followers of Jesus, has a conversation with somebody ever changed the way you saw them? Have you ever put somebody in a box or thought something about somebody and then actually had a conversation with them and then did it change the way um, you saw them? So it's kind of a candid question. It is. It's a great question. Uh, yeah, when I, um, my freshman year, or after my freshman year of high school, I worked at a uh, Bible camp in Iowa for three months and I was a counselor there and I met a bunch of kids, again, like putting them in those boxes of like what they looked like and how they acted and stuff like that. But then once we got to go in our small groups and like our one-on-one -on -one talks and I actually got to knew them, they were totally opposite of what I originally thought. And they had a bunch of like other stories that I would have not expected that came from them. Nice. That's awesome. awesome. And then I just want to close with this thought, and I don't need answers to this, but what is something that you guys can do or we can do as a group to make sure that new people, when they come in here, feel more welcome? So that's something I want to leave you guys with is what can you do individually or what can you share with everyone here uh, something that we can be working on as a group, as HSM, to make people feel more welcome when they come in and, and visit us for the first time. And I just add, I've seen a lot of you do that really well at, at different times in the past. And so, uh, you know, hats off to, to you for, for taking those opportunities to uh, get to know people and not just categorize them. Uh, that's, that's really awesome. Um, I'm also just so glad that we're into the, in this together. Like, we can really learn a lot from each other. Like, just hearing what... Zeke just said, I thought was really incredible to hear that perspective and his experience uh, in having done that. And, and, you know, we could all share our own examples. But anyway, that's, that's really awesome. Uh, Tim, would you be willing to kind of lead us in a podcast prayer to close out this segment? Absolutely. Dear Father, we just want to thank you for the story, the true story that Joey read to us about um, you and the Samaritan woman and, and how you didn't take her for the label that she was given by society, but you looked at her heart and you, you loved her and cared enough to share uh, the gospel truth with her. So Father, I just pray that you would help us as students and leaders to not be so quick to throw somebody into a certain category or a box, but give them the benefit of the doubt and um, the willingness to share our life with them and to share our stories with them as well, to help them not only feel welcomed, but to be, feel loved by you. Um, so, Father, I just want to thank you for this ministry and for what it's doing in students and leaders' lives as well. So, Father, as we uh, close out tonight, I just pray that you uh, be with us and uh, help us to have a great week. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. It's time now to hear what's going on around here. It's time for... going down for So yeah, Joey, what do we yeah. have coming up in HSM World? The big thing this week, like Sean said, is fall retreat. So if you haven't signed up, like four of you guys came up to me and said, can I still sign up? But I don't want you to leave and not sign up. You're just going to forget about it again. So make sure you guys sign up if you want to go because I have to put together two different things. The room assignments and the two different teams we're going to have for the weekend. So make sure you guys give me that information. And I also need to know 
you need to tell me who you for sure want to like room with. So I don't put you in a room you don't want to be with. Uh, the other thing coming up, uh, we're gonna open up our missions trip uh, 2019 registration on Sunday after the retreat. So we do not have HSM that night, but we're gonna open up missions trip registration right on our website, brooklifestudents.com. So make sure you visit that uh, to get all the info and to sign up Sunday at six o'clock p.m. Cool? Cool. Okay. Yes. We'll, I'll talk more about that after the, after okay. the podcast. Okay, sounds good. Well, it's time to wrap it up, uh, but thanks for being on the show, everybody. Before we go, let's hear a heartwarming closing thought this week from our special guest, Isaiah. Remember, if at first you don't succeed, then you shouldn't try skydiving. Ooh, <laughs> I get it. Sounds good. Because if you go skydiving, you'll then you'll not okay. live. Yeah. 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 Okay. If, if you don't succeed the first time. You guys don't get it? Because you would die if you screwed up your first time. They don't get it. <laughs> anyway, uh, special thanks to, <laughs> to Isaiah for being here. Um, that's funny. And of course, thanks to our live studio audience. That's our podcast, everyone. I'm Steven. I'm Joey. I'm Tim. I'm Isaiah. Hope to see you soon. Peace out.